Hey there, everybody. I'm Ian Shapiro. Uh, I, welcome to Time to Explain, a Destiny fan cast. Uh, I'm coming in here at the top of the episode, our inaugural episode, uh, about Destiny, Destiny 2, and all things Destiny, I suppose. Uh, I'm one-third of the people that you're going to hear in just a moment. I just wanted to come here and at the top to, uh, number one, give you the name of the podcast within the actual audio, because uh, we kind of had to talk about what that was going to be afterwards uh, just seemed appropriate. Time to explain because, you know, we do. We have it. We got it. Not the stranger, us. Me, Brendan, and Chris. Uh, secondly, I want to give you a little heads up. Uh, Brendan and Chris's audio on this track is really nice. Mine cuts out at a few places. Don't hold that against me. As you can see, it's working perfectly fine right now, so I'm not sure if it has something to do uh, with Zencaster or it had something to do with the translation uh, between those those WAV files and the MP3s that they ended up. Ah, whatever, audio stuff. You don't care about that. You care about Destiny. The point is, it's all going to be fixed for the next episode. Uh, we're planning on making this a monthly occurrence to make sure that we have plenty of content to talk about. Uh, and, you know, there's honestly, let, let's be honest for a second, there's a lot of Destiny content creators out there that, you know, work to make daily and, you know, weekly and bi-weekly stuff. And so we thought something monthly would be really nice. Uh, you know, we're three guys. We've been playing Destiny for a real long time since release day on, uh, you know, back in 2014. And all of us is super excited to share kind of our camaraderie with all of you. Uh, so I'm going to take us out of this stupid intro where I kind of plead for you to uh, forgive me for my poor audio quality on this one. But ooh, Brendan and Chris sound crisp AF. Uh, so we're going to get right to the show. Thanks so much for listening to Time to Explain, a Destiny fan cast. And uh, yeah, just enjoy. than just saying names we can throw we can throw mains in there we can... i mean uh, some of these things were things i want to talk about like what's your favorite weapon but i Raid think completes or <laughs> flawless runs or something i kind of like i kind of like it being like my name is like ian the thorn warlock <laughs> <laughs> you're the worst ian the hungry warlock for 44 raid clears <laughs> uh well okay Hey, I'm Ian Shapiro. I've played Destiny way too much and Warlock Master Race. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Morris. I also play Destiny way too much and uh, I was convincing everybody that Defender Titan was cool before it was cool. <laughs> oh. Uh. Hi, my name is Brendan Bigley. Uh, I play a hunter, a night stalker specifically. I'm always the first one to die. And... Uh, <laughs> And he never that's, leveled that's, up Blade Dancer. And I never, and I never <laughs> leveled up Arcblade because fuck that class. Not once. Yeah. Oh, didn't even, didn't even switch to it as like a goof once. <laughs> I bet there, there were probably a hundred times when we were playing Skolas and we were like, Brendan, you need to go invisible to go get to the next. Nope, like, can't. <laughs> do it, guys. Good thing I had that those grass with the on them. Yeah. 
Oh, which I, for some reason, used even though everyone on the internet was like, hey, these are really dumb. Why would Destiny, why would Bungie even make these? And I was like, that's the thing I'm going to use all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, everyone. This is, God, it doesn't even have a, I guess, the, the title working. Title. Yeah, working title. It will come up throughout the, the podcast. This is about, uh, this is a podcast about Destiny 1 far too late. Yep. <laughs> after the fact. This is Destiny yeah. after the fact. Uh, Destiny 2 comes out tomorrow. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, my God. It comes out for me at ten o'clock. I think you guys at midnight. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing I'm recording another podcast tomorrow, and I'm going to be editing it, so I'll be up. Uh, very excited. And so uh, I, I realized that the three of us have been playing this game together for three years, mm-hmm. and we've never taken a step back to really talk about it because we've been too busy playing Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've always been kind of in the moment, and I'm, I'm very excited to talk about this with you guys because uh, I think it, our our view on video games, Destiny, and life in general, and towards each other has probably changed a lot because it's been three <laughs> disappointed if all those things hadn't changed. Uh-huh. I will say between the three of us, I believe I'm the only one who has the same job that he did. Three <laughs> oh my god! I've I think in the past three years I've had four different jobs. Mm-hmm. Ian has been. Getting the same degree that yeah. he still does not have. <laughs> okay, so hey, uh, to be fair, PhD programs take about five to six years. Oh, um, I'm, I'm well aware. Trust me. <laughs> we have a master's, but what the fuck is that worth? <laughs> <laughs> we actually just had this conversation where Chrissy's sister is getting her master's, her second master's now, and they were like, "I'll be done getting my master's before you're done." <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, um, but but I basically have grad student tenure now, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Like you can't really get kicked out of the program, mm. uh, but it also and you're done taking classes, so mm-hmm. I don't have to actually like learn things anymore other than reading books and articles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does mean that for every year you don't finish your dissertation, people look at you like you're an asshole because you're like, oh, yes. you're still here. You're, still here? You're, not, you're not done. I've got about a year and a half before um, that starts to kick in, so I've got about a year and a half to write a big old ass paper get done get that done hey this is a destiny podcast um hey guys i want to talk about our first week in destiny yeah Uh, and i guess uh if we want to structure it in any way if you need something to come back to um let's talk about like what was your first like legendary gun what was your like first best experience and then i also do want to talk about um the strike that made us friends Uh, (laughs) because uh i honestly like I, I, can we j- actually just start with that, Brendan? If you don't, if yeah, you... I know almost nothing. I remember nothing about any of this, okay. so I'm excited. I, I have one of those things that remembers everything: the good, the bad, and the warlock. Um, so we were playing the Nexus Strike, and Chris and I knew each other from college, and I knew that yes. you were a friend of his, and we all started playing together. And it was also on one Facebook. of the first times I've ever even used a microphone, like playing video games, right? <laughs> and I very much was probably like showboating, and I was like, this kid's going to think I'm the biggest asshole, like 100% of the time. Because mm-hmm. I was already talking probably like I knew everything that was going on, like, this is the fastest way to do it. Don't use your super. I'm going to use my super. We're going to get all these Ingrams. And it was probably at the time very not for all of your benefits. Well, probably- if I remember correctly... We got munched by that giant group of goblins at the end, like yeah, times in a row. <laughs> it's all part of the grind. All part of the grind. Um, did they? 
at that point in the game, did Ingrams go to your uh, mailbox? Because I know a no. lot. No. Oh God, no. A lot of them would like roll off the edge if I used Nova Bomb to like blast the enemies, and so I also felt kind of dumb about that. But yeah, we kind of like just that was the. I mean, a lot of people would probably take them a few more weeks to figure out that that's what Destiny was about, but it really was just shooting the shit with friends while you shot the shit out of enemies. Yeah, basically. Thank In you. this case, the yeah, we were, we were yeah. grinding Engrams. <sighs> Fucking blues and that giant group of Vex before the boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I remember fucking that. There was the loot cave. There was the uh, the whole what was it? Uh, we've woken a hive. Like that was <laughs> that was destiny for like a couple months. It was like literally just exploiting whatever specific thing everyone on the internet was like. This is where you get engrams now. It's like yeah. okay, Bungie patch this out. This is where you get engrams now. Until they kind of fixed it and. Uh, just made it a little bit more player friendly, shall we say? Right. Fun, and then the raid even came. Yeah, but I think going back to better. I think going back to the strike that you were talking about, and and meeting you for the first time, Ian, over the internet, which is still weird. We've never met in person. Yeah, which is weird. Uh, One day. I, I think I think what's really interesting is that like I just assumed that you were the kind of person who just mid maxed shit in video games, which you are. Yeah. You know, it was just like. <laughs> version of that because i think you were trying to prove yourself at the moment um but i i think the three of us have really specific ways of playing video games um which is fascinating like like you definitely min max and get very good about researching and studying the things on the internet yeah um chris is has always been inherently really good at video games in a way that freaks me out personally <laughs> and we were talking beforehand about how like for some reason really young kids are really good at video games now like chris just had that even though he's our age um and i'm just bad but i'm just there to have a good time um so like i i, I can hang because i yeah the, heart of the group um can i can i speak to chris's video game abilities for a yeah, second please Chris, you use a Destiny shotgun like you fucking have a mouse and keyboard. You're flipping. (laughs) (laughs) Like 180 no scope headshots with stupid guns. Ah, it's ridiculous. I, I, like, was a conscientious objector against using Thorn, even though I knew it was the easiest way to be good in the Crucible. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to, like, own Thorn people with the Mita instead. <laughs> oh and, shit! Yeah, and was right. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. talked about this. Chris and I have very different play styles, uh, which sometimes helps, but sometimes gets us into trouble in the Crucible. Because he would like not use Thorn, and I'm the dickhead who would like stand in a corridor or like stand at a straightaway, and I would pre-shoot Thorn on the off chance that the enemy would come through, so that I would get those extra milliseconds to just mm-hmm. like finish him off. Uh, but I think that's so. That's that. That's such a good shining example of the difference between you two, who I I consider to be like in the same. You're like punching in the same weight class in terms of like skill in the game. Because I mean, as someone who is not very good, like you guys are fucking good at Destiny, and it's really interesting how you guys go completely different avenues. Like Ian, you were using Thorn because everyone on the internet was like, Thorn is the best thing right now. Yeah, I was just gonna say I hated Thorn until the internet said it was good and it was the best gun ever. Right. And and that's not to say that you're not like you don't have an inherent skill at the game because you also spent a lot of time studying the people who were good at the game and like doing the things that they were doing, which then makes you good at the game. Uh, Chris, again, <laughs> fucking <laughs> the 
row over here. It's just like just scary good. Like even so, Chris and I should mention Chris and I have known each other for fucking ever. Yeah. Like I don't remember other people before meeting Chris, uh, but like he has always been this way. <laughs> he has he has always been that way. Uh, back when like we were playing like shitty PS2 games that neither of us remember in his basement. Like he was good at the that shitty PS2 game. Did you guys play Time Splitters too? Of course. Oh, God. Too much. <laughs> we built so many maps. Yeah. So many maps. maps. We built a lot of maps. <laughs> we did. Yeah. We always played the um, everyone was a flaming monkey with like rocket launchers. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, yeah. Jesus. Yep. That's yeah. how you cool off. Um, speaking of monkeys with rocket launchers, I want to ask you guys, um, what was your first legendary weapon in the game? So uh, mine was I had a solar. Zon- I know what yours was, Chris. If you can't remember it, I can help you out. I I have two guesses. Okay, well I'll, I'll tell uh, you mine, and then you can guess, and I can yeah. tell you what of your memories is correct. <laughs> uh, so I had a uh, a fire zombie apocalypse. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, you held on to that thing forever. So good until I got corrective measure for the raid. Um, I, I used that zombie apocalypse like it was the shit. I remember honestly, you using that. That's weird. I mean, that was actually, like, one of the worst, honestly, the, like, subtypes of of uh, heavy machine gun, because it wasn't, like, a Jolder's Hammer type. It was, like, that middle-of-the-road kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got the job done. You know, it hit hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I had some really good perks on it. Yeah. I had crowd control on it, which was really nice. Mm. Um, and I had a stability perk. So I, I had that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what do, you, what do you think your first legendary was? Uh, I want to say it was... One of two new monarchy weapons, um, either the Righteous Seven auto rifle or nope. the Purifier fusion rifle. Nope. No. What was it? Nope. It was Nope. It was Doctor Nope. Oh shit! I was confusing it. I was confusing it with Atheon's epilogue because it was literally the same gun. <laughs> the fucking joke in his responses to Chris. Yeah, like bullet hose doctor yeah everyone was like getting all these hard-hitting guns and i'm like having i needed to use it in order to do vault of glass the first time and i'm like well oh shit yeah hey, man, it's gonna PC, take me forever to kill anything so on pc it would have been great well yeah because like everyone was using like the shinjin e like mm-hmm. that amazing blue auto rifle for mm-hmm. the weeks um brendan do you remember i actually don't know what brendan's was I have no idea what it was. If I am not mistaken, I think it was a primary, but, um, and I was like fucking over the moon that I just got a legendary primary and just used it because it was the only was legendary that I had. Because that was like, that was like the classic move, right? It was like, oh, you got a purple thing to drop. Incredible. Use that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um, it was all about the grind at that point. Exactly, exactly. Not that um, it ever I- stopped being about the grind, but yeah. Yeah, I can remember getting a lot of purple ingram because I did the loot cave hard that first week. Yeah. I really did, and I I believe, and that's not even like what my zombie apocalypse came from. It came from like a rando dude from a strike. Yeah, a, a blue ingram dropped it. Uh, yeah. So the first week in Destiny was pretty good, and um, I'm gonna say one thing because I know you guys weren't a part of this, but uh, so I I I jumped the gun and I did the raid before you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cause I was impatient little boy and I mm-hmm. played with a bunch of Australians cause it was probably not a <laughs> God awful time in the night for them. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was funny because, you know, they also had their own friend group. Uh, clearly one dude got pulled along and he was not having this whole game. He was dicking around the whole time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I do remember I got pulled along by these Australians, and I remember I got way more loot than any of them. I got the shotgun. I got hard light on my first <laughs> one, which was, Weird. in retrospect, a terrible gun, which is coming mm-hmm. back in D2, I believe. I think it's been retrofitted. Um, and uh, I got, like, the arm pieces. I did not get the boots, which maybe we'll talk about that later. But fuck those boots. Mm-hmm. I never got Vision of Confluence. Oh, oh, ever? Ever. Oh, what's something you never got? Like, Whoa! Ever... Alright, so Chris never got Vision of Confluence, which means he didn't really play D1. Because that was it for a long time. Did you... How long did it take you to get... I Fate? got Fatebringer pretty quickly, though. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. okay. Yeah. That's, I uh... never got Fatebringer. I... Never happened. Uh, let's see. You guys... Uh... Oh, you so see, you got... <laughs> I'm trying to get us to talk about something because my computer's going to die, so I have to grab my... Um, oh, my yeah, just thing. go get it. Yeah. I guess I was gonna say, um, what what was the best and worst strike in Vanilla Destiny? Well, I want to keep talking about things that I didn't get. Okay, well, that might <laughs> gone. Um, gone. So I, I remember that first that first raid specifically. The thing that I did get was the Shattered Vault Cloak, which mm-hmm. which I'm sure you guys remember is like literally my my Alpha and Omega. <laughs> yep, it's it's my dream. Um, and what I'd never got was the second version of Shattered Ball Cloak when it came back. Hmm. And um, you actually decided against buying like one of the Destiny action figures because it didn't have the Shattered Ball Cloak. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, one of the I forget what it was. Um, McFarlane like Iron Banner Hunter. Oh, you know what it was? It did have Shattered Ball Cloak. It didn't have um, or it was also holding Thorn, which I was also vehemently against. So okay. I didn't want to get it specifically because it had Thorn. Yeah, that my my two my two uh things that I just fucking would never do were Thorn and uh Arcblade. Yeah. Because like that talking about the first week of Destiny, like oh. if you played Crucible that first week, Arcblade, not fun. It just wasn't fun. Anytime anyone popped Arcblade, it was like, oh cool, whole team's dead. Let me just stand here and let him kill me and then move on. Because it was impossible to kill them, because that the the regen from kills was Mm-hmm. As ridiculous as it was for Sunbreakers, uh, so then they just destroyed Arcblade forever. And it was never good again. Yeah, oh, but I, um, it, it, oh, here's something. In the first like few weeks of Destiny, was there ever a piece of gear or a weapon that you saw someone else have? Like you looked at their character and you're like, "What is that?" Galahorn. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I honestly never saw anyone with Galahorn for a really long time, except for you couldn't. You couldn't okay. equip heavy weapons in in the tower for a while. What? I mean, you you, you couldn't you, have them on your back. Yeah, like on your back. Yeah, you would have had to. Yeah. Um, I I I can remember um playing Vaults of Glass with some randos, and we were doing the protect the confluxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't let the dudes like step into them. Yeah. And it was it was like okay, we'll have two, two, and two. But instead, mm-hmm. we had um, two, two, one, and then someone dedicated to go between the sides and like kill the snipers. Mm, yeah. And I was like, why? Why can we? Why can? Why do we have this? Like, why are we able to have this flex person? And then I realized the person defending the left conflux had icebreaker, which is something I had no idea what it was. But he had this high power rifle that never ran out of damage, and Hell so yeah. this 
walking down those stairs could never even get fucking close. And I'm just like, what is this majestic, like fucking peppermint looking bullshit gun? Was he was he standing up at the top or was he down below with everybody else? He was down below with everyone else. We hadn't quite figured that cheese out yet, but that <laughs> just fucking it was a, it was a shooting gallery for him because he wow. just, yeah. Let me tell you about Icebreaker real quick because Icebreaker was I think the moment for me if I if I have to go back and like pin things to the board I think Icebreaker for me might be the moment when I realized that the way that you were doing things specifically Ian was like there was there was value to it because I was always like why would I min max things I'm literally just here to have fun but like the moment when you were like you have to get Icebreaker you have to do everything in your fucking power to get Icebreaker it is the best thing in the game and I was like sure whatever I'll fucking go get this thing and then I went and got it and it was like one two three reload it was like oh <laughs> this is a really fun game i can remember that because it was <laughs> you didn't have enough coins to buy it oh, oh my yes. god and we like we, we went to town yeah we did everything we possibly could like what else what's left what can we do to get more strange coins yeah <laughs> oh it was so good uh um, then i got an icebreaker and it was like again the alpha and the omega it was incredible so yeah that changed that the way i played destiny like forever mm -hmm. was that gun w fucking weird how look <laughs> we, can, we can we're gonna talk about this for a long time but like i think i just want to throw down like it's really weird how much this game has brought us together especially like thinking about the way people used to play world of warcraft and like what that has spawned like mm -hmm. in the years since and a lot of people talk about how Destiny is not great. I mean, you just go on the internet and everyone's like, oh, Destiny kind of sucks, whatever. Like, oh, it was hyped up and then ended up not being the thing that people wanted. But, like, there are a shitload of people who play Destiny. Like, a crazy amount of people who play Destiny. And I think the people who stuck with it are the people like us who, like, had a couple people to play it with. Yeah. Totally changed it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, anybody who ever tried to play it alone didn't have a good time. No. Mm. You couldn't. Yeah, it was it was a it was a team game. I'm actually I'm trying to find. Um, let's see. So today, this last 24 hour period, um, there's been just shy of 400,000 people on the Destiny subreddit. So people are playing this game, right? Like people are excited about Destiny 2. Yeah. And in the next two days, I I could see that number doubling. Yeah, yeah. and it's. Um, that's actually like right that that number is compressed right now because actually a lot of the PC players are on the exclusive like the Destiny 2 subreddit. Oh, I didn't yeah. even know there was one. Oh the, no, the two subreddit where most of the PC uh, talk goes, mm. and it's there generally because the people didn't really know that there was an established like super community of it because yeah. players have kind of been oblivious of Destiny for so long. And also, Destiny the game is not a great subreddit title. Correct, um, but but it's good to know that it's not Destiny the Whale Shark from Finding Dory, which true. Also have quite the following. Um, wonder how much overlap there is. <laughs> but, but it's also a good place for people to discuss the PC version without um, mm -hmm. all the spoilers coming in. Mm -hmm. Like I've right. already been spoiled too much, and like I like I know what all the subclasses do, and I'm planning like the characters that I'm choosing to build the order of because of that. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I also have a, a I have some theories on what the raid is and like how that's all gonna go. Well, okay. So I know what it's called, and I know <clears throat> I read the I read the collector's booklet. Oh yeah. Did you? Um, I didn't read any of which. 
because because other if I don't read it, then how will I know the information in it? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's I don't consider it a spoiler because I don't. Yeah, it's I, a- I wouldn't find out anything. Yeah, yeah. By playing the game, it's like uh, opening Mario sixty four booklet and finding out that Bowser's going to be the last boss. Like, oh shit. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, he's on the cover, so, like, probably. <laughs> um, I, I mean, we won't really... Well, I'm sure we'll have time to talk about that, right? It looks very good. All that Cabal lore looks very yep. good. It's, yep. it's in the same vein of what we saw them do with Taken King in the Book of Sorrows. Which So, oh. what's interesting, somebody on the uh, lore subreddit uh, said that they, there's a, an author named Seth Dickinson who's a fantasy author and he like confirmed on Twitter that he wrote some of the, Oh, the booklet and lore stuff cool. for it. It's a, his book is called, uh, the trader Baku Cormorant. And I'm probably going to get it soon. Cause it looks really interesting and really cool. Cool. Yeah. I think, I think, um, so I, I was not a lore person really at all, uh, until literally a couple days ago. Um, <laughs> when, video yeah so so ian sent me the the my name is bife which like he's got to change that youtube name because that's not very good um but anyway he he made a video that was incredible that was like a recap of all the lore of destiny one which like i knew maybe five percent of after playing this game for hundreds of hours um so that was really fascinating and then i went back and i watched all the like book of sorrow stuff uh all the iron lord stuff and it was like fucking illuminating and like not only was it illuminating in terms of just like filling out the world that i have been inhabiting for so long but was also really good it's like really mm-hmm. good and this is like hot off the heels of me coming back from disney world where they just opened james cameron's avatar land which is probably like i was inside the worst movie i've ever seen in my life it was like the worst sci-fi movie of all time um and then to see that this game destiny had hidden this incredible, incredible story on a website was <laughs> like fucking <laughs> mind-boggling to me. Uh, but it's a really good story. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. to hear that they're actually getting like, fantasy so writers to come in and do uh, two. There's so much. Yeah. Uh, so so he- here's getting getting dipping away from the lore. I want I want to talk about the power fantasy that Destiny allowed each of us to kind of have. Uh, we <clears throat> we kind of said at the beginning like. I'm a warlock main. Chris does uh, Titan. Brendan does Hunter. Um, what like what exotic gear? What loadouts? What what made you feel super powerful? Like mine was obviously Axiom Bolt and Void Fang vestments. Like you couldn't. Stop. Well, yes, that 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 is a wonderful combo. That is like when when Axiom Bolts were at their at their peak, there was nothing better than just having yes. them all the time. <clears throat> you no matter what and because i had people like chris and eli and brendan because uh-huh. uh, i would normally charge off on my own i'm like it's fine i have a grenade and 50 percent of the time i'd be right yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> or, or you know two of us throw the grenade in the same spot and then like oh there's two kills yeah right, absolutely. Uh, um so, yeah nothing made so, me happier than that uh before everybody hated them <laughs> so so much yeah um armamentarium lightning grenades in the yeah. crucible 
yes. were. It was like obvious when you equipped it, and then you were like, "Hey, check out this thing I got." It was like, "Oh yeah, that is the best thing that you I'm gonna put lightning grenade." Yeah, on. of course. And then, like all of a sudden, like, oh, there's guys standing behind that cover. There's a wall behind them. Oh, they're all dead now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The grenade duration—that was just a perk, right? You didn't have to like have special. Yeah, that was a that was a perk. That was the aftershocks. Okay. Was the aftershock of fist of havoc and lightning grenade yeah, duration? Yeah. Hey, um. Fuck that ability. That ability, <laughs> that ability got a lot of good fun on the on the subreddit. Let me just say, like, like beginning yep. of team wipe kind of shit. Like, oh, yep. at the like, capture point, everybody standing on A. Like, great. <laughs> just hit it, hit it. Two of them on the ceiling, and uh, <laughs> God, we're done. Like, what a unique um, damage radius, though, right? Like, that's something you just don't see in other games. It was like a cone. It was like a very like spiky cone that was deceptively large yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah uh okay brendan yeah you know, yeah so kind of, tell the audience starting in the beginning uh i was gunslinger because i hated arcblade it just drove me fucking crazy mm -hmm. uh so i was gunslinger and i really didn't like it at all which is why i use kepri sting specifically um mm -hmm. because that was the only thing that made me feel like a hunter specifically was like i can be invisible that feels like the kind of thing that a hunter would want, uh, like in the lore of Destiny. Uh, so I use those so I could be invisible, and then I could just hide for a second, and then someone could run by me, and then I'd shoot them, and it was great. Uh, and then once Night Stalker came out, it was like, oh yeah, this is how I'm useful to my team. And it was like the first time that I really actually felt useful, because it was like we would go do a strike, and then 50 guys would come down and be like, guess what, Light of the Pack is on, and then I would shoot one thing catch 60 yes. guys and then you would throw a nova bomb down and it's like oh cool we made orbs and now we all have our supers again and it was just like lather rinse repeat until the end mm -hmm. of the strike um and that I was honestly thought you were gonna i honestly thought you were gonna say bones of ao but maybe that's more of an eli answer. no no i never use bones of ao i have them they're completely unleveled i literally just have them for that one part so in the taking king raid <laughs> for the ships yeah so <laughs> okay, so I have I have a couple things that occurred to me in the midst of this conversation. One, um, I think one of the like uh, exotics that I felt that I wanted and didn't know what it was. One of the first ones was the um, I don't know how to say the word, but the Achillophage symbiote, the 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 symbiote helmet for Hunter. That yes, was yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Now you have six shots. Mm -hmm. Uh and it wasn't it? I, the, Symbiote? I think it was an extra uh, one. It was I think it brought it was four. four. It was four. Four shots. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, this is incredible and I want it. Uh and at the time it gave you the same amount of time to do it in, so it was like there was nothing. Yeah, it didn't wrong really with help it. that much. I remember I went out of my way to go get that, and then it was like, oh, this doesn't increase. My oh, version. but it was a it was a PvP yeah, thing. Nerfed version, I think. Yeah, the nerfed version had a decreased time period to do the four shots. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, way down the line, uh, was when the uh graviton helmet came out. Mm, yeah. One of the best um, lines, by the way, of an example. What a pretty. Freaking helmet. Oh my god. And I saw some dude in the tower wearing it, and I'm like, what is that? It <laughs> makes him smoke? That's amazing. Yeah. Um, And then I got it, and then, you know, again, pre-nerf, when you could 
double tap the the dodge roll back and forth and like nobody knew what to do with you yeah it's um, amazing and the last thing as far as exotics and power fantasy go uh there was a long period of time that i remember we had really just eschewed all i think it was between taken king and rise of iron mm-hmm. when like all pve content was out the window and we were basically just doing pvp yeah um that was when i finally got my like gear that i settled on literally through rise of iron like i didn't change i haven't changed my gear since taken king happened because of that <laughs> period yep yeah uh and i remember putting bones of ao on my hunter mm-hmm. and gunslinger shotgun with bones of ao and i was just like <laughs> yeah. i specifically remember like hopping around inside of b in twilight gap like jumping up in that little cage and people just running in underneath me and like boop shotgun look oh there's another one jump 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 oh shotgun on your head <laughs> you were you were um i mean you you were just a christian bale batman like swooping down for real <laughs> up again back down like it was unbelievable i uh because I don't know. I don't know how many times I like tried to take B only to get like double teamed and then I would respawn and Chris was on it capping it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my thing specifically was um so talking about that gear that I settled into was like during that time between when we had like finished taking King and it was like cool, we've done all this stuff. Um and then before Rise of Iron came out was when I got really into Iron Banner every time it happened. And then I got all mm. of the Iron Banner gear, like literally everything I wanted, the PlayStation exclusive fucking chainmail cloak and everything um and specifically the thing that i got that like clinched it for me was uh the sealed arm choreographs which grasps which gave me um Mm -hmm. double secondary grenades which meant that basically in pve i could go invisible twice whenever i wanted to in case like someone went down and i needed to res them i could just make myself invisible res them and then make us both invisible so we could both like hide for a second Mm -hmm. which was like incredible I'm not sure I knew about this invisibility fetish of yours. Oh, yeah. No. (laughs) No, I mean, that's like, I don't know. That just feels like quintessential hunter shit to do. It's just make yourself invisible whenever the opportunity arises. Um, I never literally ninja smoke bomb down on the ground. Unless it was like, I I just never found it um, useful unless it was. um, uh, Wombo combo. It's great. I don't think that invisible if you had the venom on right no 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 so that's what i was gonna say so oh. in pve yeah. i would make myself invisible i would change the vanish in smoke and lighten the pack and then in pvp specifically it would be uh whatever made the the um night stalker bow last longer and then the um envenomed which would then poison people so i could wombo mm-hmm. them and then i had two of them which was like how could you beat that yeah, the only time I ever found uh, the smoke useful was when like you or Eli had it, and we were trying to run past the shriekers in that. Um, yes, that, like yes, yeah, the hive strike on the dreadnought. What, what's this? What, I'm freaking. A la cool. A la cool. The dark blade. The dark blade. Another great yeah. reason to have two of them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I just I never found yeah, it halfway through the room. Pop yeah, it again. I never found another exotic that would let me feel overpowered in the game the way the sealed arm car grasps did which is weird because i know like no one else used that but it was like <laughs> it was like that was my exotic and then completely leveled up like perfect t12 uh iron banner gear and i was like set that was all i needed 
And then I just yeah. never found anything better. I never, I don't even think I got to T11. I might have had it with like some janky gear, but. Yeah. I, I played weird. Iron Banner obsessively for like one of the Iron Banners. It was like, that was all I did. I think I was like off work or something. And that was like literally all I did. Um, What was the, this is interesting. What was the best Iron Banner gun? Was it just Jolder's Hammer or am I like forgetting something? Clever Dragon was my whole shit. Um, oh, I'm dumb. No, I got it. Yeah, no, Clever Dragon was, but that was a that was a Rise of Iron one. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, can I just say it? Because oh, uh, Timmer's Timmer's Lash no, was wrong. really good. <laughs> oh, okay, it, it can be good, but it's not as good as OG Felwinter's Lie. Yeah, that's true. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> that was messed up. I never, I never had one. Oh really? Rifle, barrel, yeah. shot package, like. I got a my party crasher was was the right perks, yeah. but I never mm. got a Felwinter's Lie. Damn it, that gun was so busted. Did you also never get a Matador? Ridiculous. I did eventually, oh, okay. but not in not in. I think it wasn't until year three. Actually, oh, word. You have a really good Matador, right? Is that yeah? Party yeah, my my Matador. Yeah. Yeah. The only Very reason nice. I am a viable human playing Destiny is that Matador. <laughs> um i never got into speaking of like the absurdity of special weapons which are kind of on the outs in this new destiny yeah. which i'm yeah i'm so excited about the way that like heavy ammo drops though um, mm -hmm. yeah like, like the idea that you can plan around and once you really know the encounters you can really make that cycle go fast and be efficient yeah. and that, like like brendan you were saying that this is kind of my mo is like this min maxing that doesn't just include my character it includes how do you min-max the instances? Yeah, totally. So it excites me to no end the idea that I can unload all my rocket ammo on this guy. Why? Because I'm just going to get more. Yeah, because you'd know that another Drop yellow in. bar dude is going to drop in 15 seconds after this last guy mm -hmm. dropped. It's like, oh, cool. Well, Brendan, 13 seconds, but, you know. <laughs> I, yeah. That's, I, yeah. God. Yeah, um, jeez. Yeah, but I, I never found a sniper rifle that I liked until Taking King. Uh, Which one? And then, that, well, then I actually found a lot that I liked. Mm. Um, I really liked um, I'm D Defiance of Yasmir. Is that the, Yasmir, the yeah? Um, yeah, I, mean, I used that for a bit. I know it wasn't like a one headshot, like a trials, like like a revive sniper, but it was yeah. really good. Like I, it felt mm -hmm. really good, and everyone hated its reticle, but I loved it. Mm. I it well, everybody hated it except like. A bunch of like true vanguard the the guy on youtube um it had who like exclusively snipes yeah. he used it all the time in part because uh the scope didn't like close in yeah. the outside like you could see yeah the peripherals like you could see with your peripherals totally. also, while you're aiming down sight it was in the upper echelon of aim assist i do remember that it wasn't yeah. the highest highest but it was it was there God, he was he was one of the people who would use uh I I would deign to say abuse uh the Empyrean Bellicose, the like the Angel of Light Titan yeah. helmet. It, he, the things he did with that were unbelievable. <laughs> Chris has like he just fly in the way back, like three dudes would jump up and he just bink 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 and it was like I tried it a couple times and I was so bad. I'm not a. I'm not a sniper. I'm a like down and dirty. Like, give me a shotgun. I'll shove it in somebody's face. Yeah. Like, and, and survive. But like, don't make me sit in the back and wait because I'll get impatient. <laughs> I love Chris fanboy about it, like a Titan main. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't do that because you know, like it was Hunters Forever, uh, Titans during Taken King, and when when Warlocks, whenever they would have their time in the sun, it was usually Firebolt Grenade Warlock, yeah, and I was mm-hmm. usually a uh, a Voidwalker, unless mm-hmm. we were playing like Rift or something, and I could like mm-hmm. that people with electricity Palpatine style. Yeah, totally. Can we talk about Rift? Yeah, I would love to talk about Rift because I I feel like Chris, where are you on Rift? Oh, I I mean I I love it. I think I it's think great. that we're like the uh, three people who like Rift. It's like us and maybe the people who work at Bungie. <laughs> because I mean, it's a we would always play it together. Yes, communicate. And so like we'd be able to say like, okay, we're gonna take it and go this way, or like, hey, I've already cleared out this lane. Like, come here, you know. Or- or me saying, guys, to randos. where the fuck are you? I have the Rift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, grab it already because I wanted to. I mean, to me, like, Rift really is, and this is the same for uh, Mayhem and Overwatch, but, like, Rift, to me, is just the best game type. Like, there is no other game type that I feel that balances objective and just, like, also just kill the team in in a better way than Rift does. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it also, I... Oh, go ahead, no, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Also, I'll be biased because I played so much Rift for probably like two of the like God, Guardian were I, I unbelievable. I was in, as a runner. I was in the top hundred in Rift for two seasons in a row. Yeah. I was like whatever the highest platinum tier is on Guardian GG or whatever it was. Right. I, I just felt like like once I realized I was in like the top three hundred, I was like, oh, I just have to keep going until I'm in like, <laughs> double. Um, and so you know, I just popped on some Blink and just mm-hmm. on people um can we talk about how busted rift was um near the beginning with uh hammer titans because there were yeah. sets can we can we talk about hammer titans yeah good and how bungie <laughs> over and over again takes everything i love from me <laughs> and and there's nothing i can do about it First, it was fusion rifles, which nobody was using, mm-hmm. except for me, it felt like. And then all of a sudden, like, Pocket Infinity comes out, and they're like, oh, these are broken. We have to, like, we have to be- get rid of every fusion rifle now because, because of the so ones. Higher yeah. gun, and, and it made me so sad because I loved using it so much. And then, after, like... Everybody's always like, mm, Titans are boring. Titans suck. Hunters are so cool because we jump around with sniper rifle. I'm like, whatever, guys. I'm gonna just throw lightning grenades at you and blow you up. It's fine. <laughs> and finally, finally, we get the best subclass <laughs> with this unbelievable super that could wipe an entire team by yourself, and it was incredible. And then they completely destroy yeah. it. That was the reason <laughs> that I started. Uh, alts specifically was because of Sunbreaker. It was like I got killed so many times by Sunbreakers. I was like, I need to make a Titan, and that was the first time I started an alt. Before that, I don't know if you guys remember, I had three hunters, three hunters, <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. Uh, oh no, for a very specific reason because there was a specific thing where you could only get the loot to drop once uh, on one. I forget what it was, but anyway, I had three, so I could just get like three times the hunter shit. But anyway, I deleted yeah. them and then made a titan specifically because sunbreaker was so ridiculous the sunbreaker yep. titan was um great problem and problematic and it probably would have been nerfed sooner if it hadn't been on all the fucking promotional material for the taken king mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> he was like, 
thing was this Titan with a hammer. Um, man, Titan King did so many things right. Starting mm-hmm. with those uh, class specific missions to get your third power. They were great. Yeah. That was really. That I mean, we were just like on the heels of talking about power fantasy. Uh, those missions were power fantasy because you had like infinite super to kill yeah. planes. Ridiculous. Here's this cool new thing. Use it like as much as you want. Yeah, that was really good. Um, like because I can actually remember um, like going to like one of those missions or something like that. Because I think at the time I had like two. Um, I think I still had like two warlocks at the beginning of Taken King. Mm-hmm. I remember like accidentally going to the mission when I didn't need to, and like I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna play this. I, like, I'm not gonna go back to orbit. I'm going to just play this because it's so cool." Yeah. And I don't actually know if you could go back to those missions after you did them. No. Yeah. Uh, I think because they give you like so many hordes of enemies, they're worried about people oh, choosing it. it. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those Titans were nuts. And then um, after he got nerfed, the Stormcaller became real problematic because he could do the same yep. thing. Yeah, just this th- that, um, I mean, we complain about, like, spawn flipping and how annoying that can be. But, like, clearly what's the fucking alternative is someone spawn camps. Right, yeah. Um, um, which is going to be less likely now that it's 4v4. Which I'm loving. Yeah. I, I'm so, considering there's four of us in the core group. I'm loving. I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Eli isn't here, but I feel like no, no discussion of Destiny One is complete without at least mentioning uh, your your unbelievably talented PvP brother. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not like on any teams, but he'll like scrim and beat the pro or the you know. There's no real pro scene in Destiny. But... Okay, one of the greatest things we ever did. We were just randomly six stacking into Crucible. Uh, we had managed to pull together a whole group of people uh, who we didn't normally play with. Uh, we we three. Uh, I was Eli, there. Was Justin there? Just you were not there. there. Oh no! It after it was um, I th- it was like Yanawana and his brother. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a some of the main group, but some other random people. And then we end up teaming against. Dotto and his group as they're streaming. Uh, and no, we all started we, freaking we out. Spawned into a losing game. We spawned into a losing game. The other team left. I think there were five of us. Remember? We were behind. Oh my god. And it was one dude. There was one dude, one dude and we were five. Five of us spawned into his game. We have the stream in the archives to prove this happened. Like, oh my god. Yeah, we can I totally forgot about that. We're down by like 9 or 10 kills like at the start. Yeah, like off the off the bat and we end up coming back. Eli is is getting like cursed out by them yeah, with is, his objective. <laughs> watching the stream while he's destroying them. <laughs> to him and their fucking like their anger and rage is like his energy it is unbelievable (laughs) and he's like having the time it's probably the most fun eli's ever had in his life was just (laughs) was like famous for a hot second and he was destroying it and like eli's just playing how he normally does like he wasn't playing Mm -hmm. really crazy that game they just weren't used to this fucking like snappy ass hunter because eli plays with like sensitivity off the charts yes. yeah and i think he was running invective i think mm-hmm. yeah they specifically cursed him out for using invective it was so bad uh, what was it too it was a god-awful map it was that mars map uh yeah blind watch <laughs> god yeah sure blind watch 
Um, oh, favorite PvP map? Oh, jeez. Mine's Firebase Delphi. I think that was my favorite because it was very good for locks, lots of corners for your grenades to chase people. I hated the doors. Mm. That's why I didn't like that oh, map. Oh, I never went to that side of the room. And never never fought that way. Yeah, if you if you <laughs> didn't get your grenade kills, you went out the middle. Yep, right. Um God. There because there were some really good PvP map design. Um it just took them a while to give us stuff that uh like shotgun was dominant. I'm trying to think. I mean, other than the sun, that uh Mercury map's really good. Yeah. I always like that. Um Rusted Lands. Rusted Lands was good. Or Rusted Lands was great. Burning Shrine. Um, Rusted Lands was phenomenal. Um, what was the one on Venus? Something Shrine or but like? Oh, uh, uh, f- uh, Falls. Something Falls. Wow, how are we forgetting these these maps? Um, let's see. Because we, we see them a million times, we stop well, paying there were, attention. There were Shores of Time, That's, which was yeah. fucking great. I'm looking. Yep. At um, right now. Um, yep. The one that I. Almost love, like I could almost say is my favorite. Shores of Time is probably my favorite, but the one that I could almost say is my favorite is also on Venus, which is a uh, Thieves Den, which is like great mm. as an idea mm-hmm. that like wasn't executed that mm-hmm. great. Like it's yeah. almost really good. Like if there was a better way to funnel people into the spawn zones. Specifically, like if there was yeah. a better way of getting people from one spawn zone to another that wasn't like really tight corridors, that would be probably the best map, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, no one fought in those at all. Areas. No, like, no, you ju- like, you just yeah. spawn there and then leave, and like that is the problem with that map. Everything else is yeah. fucking cool as hell. With the new system of of rotation, yeah. uh, in conquest or. Yeah, a map I, I like think that could be super viable and awesome. Yeah, control. Yeah, I, I think I think people would rotate into those yeah. fights a little bit more than they did in D one. Um, this is kind of a slap in the face to. Oh, by the way, we all played on PlayStation four. Yeah, this is kind of a slap in the face to Xbox players. Uh, Exodus Blue was probably one of my favorite maps ever. Was that PlayStation? Oh my only? god! Yeah, that was a PlayStation exclusive Whoa, for the first. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow, that was that was. So I know that that B was like crazy small, but some of the coolest like supers went off, like exchanges of supers went off in that like little tiny box because there were so many different entrance ways. There was that kind of vertical downward from the side. You could come in from the like behind the block or like the main entrance. Like that was just a lot of cool exchanges. Man, I'm I'm actually really bummed. I uh, I have to make an addendum. Um, I did not hate Firebase Delphi. Uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> Uh, I hated yes. Black Watch or yeah. Black Shield. That was yes. the Mars one. Oh yeah. fuck, Black. Um, yeah, that was. Yep. Um, Taken King. They got really into symmetrical maps and mm-hmm. got uh, weird. Yeah, Things what was that one on the Dreadnought? Things got pretty pretty wild. Dungeons. <sighs> cathedral. Cathedral. Or Cathedral. Well, there was the really long dungeon. one that was for Rift. Yeah. That was Cathedral yeah. of Dusk. I mean, that one was yep. problematic in its own way. Dungeons was one that had the pit in the middle. Yeah, Dungeons. Dungeons, I'm like Dungeons. 50-50 on because I've had my best and worst games of all time on that map. <laughs> but, I mean, that might be yeah, really yeah, good it's pretty easy to get map, stuck right? on that map. Yeah, that um, that bullshit incline on like the uh, 
I, I want to say like right side of the map, but I know it depends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the upper, the upper side. Yeah, that was a bullshit area that I would never go to because it was mm -hmm. sniper. yeah, totally. snipers. Yep. Um, I did enjoy on the other side of the map though how you could kind of like walk up to the edge, pick up that um that green ammo, and just kind of like mm -hmm. that was a cool yeah, totally. spot to fight on. Mm -hmm. um, dropping down with the sort of dropping down into the pit. moat between you, yeah, dropping down into the pit, but uh, right behind B and like getting someone with a shotgun was mm -hmm. really satisfying. Um, that little hidden pocket behind the B map, I guess on, you know, what I'm talking yeah, about? yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop. Um. So I'm trying to find if there was a map. The Taken King maps were yes. really good. Totally. Yes. Everything. I'm just looking at the list of them. Like Memento was great. Banner Bannerfall was, was great. Yeah. I thought the Drifter was really cool, and it made for some like very interesting things. Oh, the floaty stuff, right? Yeah, the one literally where there was zero gravity when you were dead, where yeah. <laughs> like stuff would just float around. Uh, it was all like very like tunnely and sort of. I remember doing trials on that cool. map. Uh, oh god. God, that's I think that was um, the only time that I went to the lighthouse. Was yeah, it was oh, from really? the drifter. And like that that map, I have like PTSD about like forever. Because <laughs> just a horrifying experience. We we carried Chris was we carried Justin there. Justin that first week a couple times. Yeah, because yeah, we we were like, was it you, me, and Justin that first time we were like, let's just do this for fun and see how far we get? Because <laughs> we went to the lighthouse first try. Was that with we did? Yeah, because that. Oh, well, I think the first try was probably with Eli. I'm not so sure. I don't. I, I know that we went to Lighthouse for our first like run of it. Uh, I just don't remember. I know it was you, me, and someone else. I don't know if it was with Justin or with Eli. I feel like it wasn't with Eli because I think Eli was here with me because I think my parents. Oh. I think my parents were like visiting that weekend, and so I, I really don't think Eli was doing it. Oh, you, hey, you know what? Map can go fuck itself. I just remembered. Um, where is it? Oh, Widow's Court. Oh god! Can go fuck itself. That, that was terrible. That was. I really loved the aesthetic of that map. Um, yeah. You unless you had the crispest of um, teamwork and lucky spawns, you were always alone on that map. Yeah. You're always going to a different like, especially in control. You're always going on a different point. There were bullshit snipes when you did trials on it. Uh, yeah. I think that map's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it was. It was. It was so in trials. Yes. It was terrible. I think I in agree. other game types, it was a lot of fun. Trials is what I'm. Thinking. It was okay. Uh, I just remembered um, one of possibly one of the greatest moments of Destiny. Uh, so Justin is another friend of ours who is like, oh, he's definitely one of the more middling of of like skill level. Uh, but he always had a really good attitude. Soul player. Yeah. Um, and but like. The key, and and this was a moment that solidified this forever, is like, if you told him what to do, he could execute. <laughs> Something I'm not and capable so, of doing, but Justin so definitely we were is, on... and is very good at. <laughs> <laughs> so, we were playing on Thieves' Den, uh, and he was a, a, a Void Warlock, and um, I think it was, I think it was Heavy Round, or it was, I can't remember, I just knew... Based on what the other team had been doing, that they were going to go the down route, which is where you jump over the ship. Um, and I knew that they'd been pushing down there over and over again. 
and Justin had Novabomb. And so I tell him, Ian's going to go left. You stick with me. We're going to go right down this low path. And when I tell you, jump over the ship and shoot your Nova bomb just right in front of you. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so we go. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, the radar. All right. Jump over now. And he nails all of them. Amazing. One Nova bomb. And it was the greatest when the, thing. when the Nova bomb was cast, there were no guardians on his screen. It was. Yeah. He just jumped over and just did it. And they walked right into it. And it was perfect. Pretty. And I'm, I fucking have the side view because I didn't go to the side of them. And I just see, all, oh, my God. Uh, and I'm sure, like, you probably saw my little Axiom Bolt, like, float over. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that because me and Justin were because most of the time, Justin, I had him behind me also tossing and we were doing double Axiom Bolts. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Which, oh, God, I'm going to get flamed if anyone hears that. <laughs> yeah, we were doing double axiom bolts because I told Justin just um Justin was having some trouble with PvP and I was like, be a void warlock and um get void fame vestments. And he's like, yep. okay. And then he's like, this is the best like game ever. Icebreaker. <laughs> like, yep, it changes the whole dynamic yeah. of the video game. Even you can be as good as Eli sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're rewarded for dying. Like, how good is that, right? Yeah, it makes trading easier. You're not as much of a burden on your team, even when you have an off game. Like everything about Void Fang Vestments was just yeah. real pretty. Also beautiful, definitely like oh, <laughs> just elegant. Uh, hey, uh, remember when they put a racing game into Destiny? <laughs> you guys know that was like my whole shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was so into it. I that was, was when so I got into back into streaming on Twitch again. Was like when SRL came back. Um, and I I played SRL like I filled the book. I filled the record book. Like I did everything, both times. Can we talk about can we talk about record books and how they're like fucking Subway sandwich stamp cards? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Okay, that's all I wanted to say actually about them. They're just a weird thing in the game. I just I just think that like um, it's clear that, I mean, from what we know about, like, the reporting that I guess specifically we should call out, like, what Jason Trier has done over at Kotaku and stuff, like, it's clear that Bungie has a lot of issues in terms of including things into the engine that they had, uh, partially because they had to worry about older generations of consoles, things like that. Um, if they can fit a racing game into an incredibly broken, developer-unfriendly engine, then it makes me really excited mm -hmm. about what we're going to see in Destiny 2. Um, because, I mean, from what I understand, yeah. or from what I, I read, it seems like if you wanted to take a plant and move it to another place in a map, any map in Destiny 1, mm -hmm. that would require telling everyone else on the team you gotta stop what you're doing so I can move this plant for a second and then we gotta reload the whole thing and you gotta download the entire map again um, and then now you can keep working which is probably why yeah. the first two DLC were composed of us walking right, backwards exactly, through exactly. levels um, so if they fix that if they have a more developer friendly environment and allow themselves to be more creative then I mean, A, SRL is definitely going to come back, and it's going to be rad as fuck. 
And B, I don't even know what they're going to come out with. I mean, because, like, there's already a, a soccer field in one of the, like, patrol areas. So it's the, that's it's what the, I mean. The like, farm. That's we the already have soccer. Area. Yeah. It's, uh, in the, and functional. Like, it tracks your I mean. scores. Um, so I'm, I'm very optimistic about Destiny 2 in terms of just, like, allowing the Bungie creative team to be creative. Man, I hope that that soccer field is a spawn in point. <laughs> the farm. <laughs> hey uh, we have a new player um so there's the you can go to the internet if you want to find all the bad things about destiny um because definitely you're not gonna hear it from us (laughs) but can i say something that destiny had right from the beginning like they and they expanded on it um the in-game teases right before dlc's dropped so oh yeah yeah, like the like the 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 knights of Crota coming in, uh, wolves mm-hmm. appearing. Oh, the wolves were so good. Uh, the like random, just like like small fry taken coming in and being invincible. Yeah, yeah. That was remember that, that to me was like, oh yeah, unstoppable yeah. force was just you had to avoid. That it. That was the no end all be all was going on. Was like, like oh god, those things are really scary. <laughs> like, in in what other game? Do they suddenly introduce a new enemy type without any fucking warning or notice whatsoever? Like, in a game that, at that point, we were already Mm -hmm. hundreds of hours into. To see something new, something terrifying, Mm -hmm. and something that was going to inform the narrative going forward was, like, crazy for people who were playing Destiny at that time. Yeah. Oh my that god. That to me it actually so, it's so, weird. So cool. It's it's yeah. strange because we're talking about this in such a condensed space, but like that to me feels a lot like playing the alpha and seeing the question marks for levels. That was like seeing those guys yeah. was like, oh god, I can't fuck with them. And then seeing the taken for the first time was invoking that same oh. like sense of fear, which I hadn't felt because I was quote unquote in the end game at that point. Right. So this is actually a thing that I that I feel in 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 a lot of different games and a lot of different genres. Uh, and I think part of the reason why I always gravitate more towards PVP is, is that fear is that like, you don't know if you're yeah. going to come out on top of this engagement. Like when you do the same mission for the whatever, how many dozens of times you do it, you know, you're going to come out on top. Even in the raids, you like figure out how to do the encounter right. and you're going to win eventually. Um, and I think one of the feelings that I'm most looking forward to from Destiny 2 is is you could die. is that like I don't know how to fight this. It's gonna kill me. And like I was I was thinking earlier about um I don't think it was the last mission, but it was one of the last missions in the original vanilla Destiny story when you have that big Vex fight mm, yeah, in that yeah, yeah. library. The room that you zoom through from that point on and never really do anything with. I think that that fight, I felt like, holy shit, this is like Halo. Because you're like running around, like kiting these enemies that you can't beat alone. And you're like having to dodge and fly around. And there's all these balconies. Like it's such a detailed space that they never like capitalize on again. But that fight was so like, this is an unbelievable enemy. That I cannot, I, I, I don't know why I'm even trying to do this mission by myself, because I, I can't. I think you make a great point that, like, from that point on, you just zoom through it forever, and that space feels so small 
when you're going through it from that point on, like when you're just using it literally as like a point A to point B to get from one space to another. Um, but in that moment, in that mission, it feels gigantic and it feels terrifying and it feels like there is nowhere to mm -hmm. hide. Um, you're, t you're totally right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. Um, I didn't watch a ton. Admittedly, I watched like, I think some of like Polygon's like 20 minute video of the, the European yes. dead zone. Cause they were, I haven't watched anything. You watch that, Chris? Um, but okay, he, I haven't watched anything. But the, so they were showing off um, what patrol was like generally, and mostly mm -hmm. that just meant walking around to public events, which look great. Like they look great, and they they, mm -hmm. they are dynamic in this one. Uh, I mean, like they can change the yeah. objectives if you complete certain tasks. But my one thought during like watching someone else play was, I'm gonna need my fire team. I'm gonna yeah, need totally. my boys to complete these. Like, <laughs> like this looks hard as fuck if you don't it, like even with end game gear there's so much going on around you there's objectives there's different enemy types going on it's not just like four vandals walking towards you or something like that like, mm -hmm. it looks so intricate that like we need to get into that kind of groove that you can only achieve by playing hours and hours on end together and being like mm -hmm. like when when this part of the shuttle comes down chris you are attacking the ship. Brendan, you are making sure that that guy never has a shield and I'm doing like ad control on the side like that. And we have to just know that instantly. Like the, the amount, mm -hmm. uh, like I'm, that's what I'm most excited about. I said that I was most excited about like learning to a T how these encounters work. I'm excited about learning to a T how all of our yeah, roles. I, I, I think a really encounters. specific thing to yeah. call out yeah. um, and something I feel like we've been kind of dancing around talking about the Taken King a lot is like, Luke Smith running as as a design lead for Taken King and and just the way he introduced raid mechanics into strikes in that was really really interesting mm -hmm. and and including like new mechanics that hadn't existed into patrol was really interesting um so when he took over for Destiny 2 I think everyone in the Destiny community was like that is the correct move um and Without getting into specifics, yep. seeing some of what is happening in Patrol, specifically with the public events, um, feels like an echo of that. Feels like a, almost a realization of the things he tried to do with the Dreadnought. Um, because, like you said, there are so many things mm -hmm. you have to deal with. And not only that, but there are specific secret ways to unlock hard versions of those public events, which then become even more complex and terrifying um, in, in those versions. And, and I think, like, yes, those will get repetitive eventually. Um, but for a time before we are max level or over leveled for those things, that is going to feel like what you and I were just talking about with that mission in the Vex library, a lot of the time it's going to be terrifying and harrowing and we're going to feel like we're, we can die, um, which is something that I think we haven't felt in a really long time. And I think a lot of people complained about in the beta specifically, like, oh no, I feel underpowered. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to, because that's when you're the most vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. It's the start of the game. Um, so... So I, I wanna I wanna begin to tie this up. I th I think I think this should be a semi regular thing because uh, I love talking about this with you guys, and it it's apparent that we can pull from Destiny One experiences and use that to help inform discussion of Destiny Two. 
Um, and so I'm, I'm very excited about kind of, you know, just shooting the shit with you guys while we're not also trying to shoot the shit out of enemies. Haha, <laughs> maybe that's a tagline somewhere in there. Um, but I want our last, like, kind of thing that we discussed tonight. I want to know, like, I guess I, I'm going to limit it to activities. I can say, like, what's your favorite thing about Destiny? It was like, but what's your favorite activity that happened in the last three years of Destiny? Um... I know that's tough, and I, I'm willing. I'm willing to start out to give you guys an idea yeah, of what I'm talking about. Um, it's not what a lot of people would think. A lot of people will say, and there's nothing wrong with this answer. A lot of people are going to say Vault of Glass, because because for yeah, all the probably. reasons that it is, uh, and we we could do a whole fucking thing on Vault of Glass. Honestly, um, yeah. my favorite thing in Destiny over the past three years, Court of Oryx. Word. Hands down, I think. I think the best experience I ever had. It took everything mm-hmm. I loved about public events, which was just real fast paced, like know that there's loot at the end reward. Mm-hmm. Did a better job of giving you teammates because it kind of like spawned people into the instance. Um, mm-hmm. And there was raid yeah. light mechanics that you didn't necessarily need everyone to understand, but <laughs> most people. Yeah, especially if you're doing those tier threes. Yeah. And- and the loot was yeah. worth it. That was the other thing. Right. That you could use that to grind up to be raid ready yeah. for King's Fall. Uh, and honestly, um, it also gave you power fantasy. Uh, using a Nova Bomb to kill like four wizards at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. Being a greedy asshole and using your black spindle to uh, shoot those ogre power up things so that you could be the one to deal times 10 damage. I think a specific thing about Court of Oryx that was mm-hmm. really interesting too was being able to reward the people who knew on like an instinctual level like we all did when things spawned and where where like the other events or the other things in the game kind of didn't really acknowledge that that people would eventually upon repetition Mm -hmm. uh learn the spawn points of certain things like when you saw the three wizards spawning in one spot it was like oh okay cool night stalker bow goes right there and then everyone else would just know instinctually that's exactly where we're going um, it rewarded that. Here, mm-hmm. the hive, yeah, when you hear the hive ship music, everyone comes up with their swords because yes, that exactly. blue shield knight's gonna come up, and we'll just sit up. Yep. Oh man. Um. And and then there were the other times when uh you know Bilbo and Frodo Baggins or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. those two sword knight brothers, mm-hmm. everyone pulled them away from each other like right, yeah. bats. <laughs> Because it was such an imperfect yeah. science, and it's funny because that's that's one what of those is- situations where, like, when you're the person who's not pulling them away from each other, it's like, oh, these guys are idiots. But, like, you do it by accident. It's like, whoops, I did it by accident. It's like, you you don't give anyone else, you don't let them catch a break mm-hmm. ever. Or <laughs> floating thrall before right, they yeah. can hit the ogre. Which is a great thing yeah. to be in every fucking raid Destiny <laughs> ever makes from now on. Blowing up, like, mm-hmm. blowing up enemies to, like, take down shields of other enemies yeah. is amazing is great and i loved i loved the the idea that like yes if you help somebody out in the public event like you're helping them out in the public event but it was like a specific like people would go we would sometimes just go and sit there and hang out and like wait for other people to put their things in just so we could do the fights just so we could like do the stuff over and over again 
and like help them get the things and there was it was really the the one place that i saw yeah it, it's, it was happening. weird the amount of times that i would find myself like literally just going to court of oryx finding that no one was there sitting like literally doing this sit down emote and then like breaking out my laptop and doing something else until someone else showed up like that happened a lot yeah. <laughs> that happened a lot and you were <laughs> yeah it was uh, uh I think you, mm -hmm. you're a you're a female hunter right like you the kind of like slide yeah just chilling side sitting <laughs> yeah, just feeling that. Um, what about you, Chris? Yeah, man, <sighs> the dreadnought. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the, uh, the the initial question. I'm, I can't remember what the initial question. Favorite was. thing in Destiny One. If you oh, need a second, geez. I can go. Oh, uh, um. Okay. I, I, mean, I didn't know if Brindis was I mean, also Court of Oryx because I know. I think I had I had my my greatest moments and my like most infuriating moments playing trials i it's such a like and not i don't think it was like my favorite thing because it was like all good all the time like sometimes we ended in like we we finished our run not having been successful and just decided to be done because like if we continued <laughs> we'd end up in like a screaming match and <laughs> there would be no more trials it was, yeah. Right, it would never happen again. Um, God, but it was like when when we really like would click in. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like nothing else. And and I think I I do appreciate that you know when they made the changes to uh, matchmaking so that like it would be a lot harder to do things like carrying Brendan or like carrying Justin. But like those games that it was like the three of us like doing this thing together it was awesome it was so cool yeah. and then it became really hard <laughs> and then we couldn't do that anymore um, the lighthouse was cool I, I thinking back on it i'm a little pissed that they never opened that up to everyone it looks like it might get yeah some fashion with like some mm, two expansions maybe. with osiris uh i mean from from the rumors it seems like that's going to be a very important place yeah in. Um, and and there was, but I, I just feel bad for people who couldn't explore that place and had to like look at like a 480 kind of crap in there, like finding. Yeah. yeah, I remember the first time that I went. Uh, actually, sorry, the only time that I went there, I only went there once. But the only time that I went there with you two um, was fucking illuminating. It was like I remember exploring that place, and you guys had seen it more than once at that point. You had seen it a whole bunch of times, um, and. Just, like, you guys watching me explore that place, like, I was weirdly having, like, an out-of-body experience, like, watching you guys watch me explore, because, like, I was having the fucking time of my life, because it had never occurred to me that I would ever be able to see the lighthouse, um, because I am someone who is in, like, who is inherently <laughs> bad at Destiny PvP, which is weird, because I'm pretty good at other games, I play a lot of other PvP games, and I'm pretty good at them, uh, Destiny I'm specifically bad at. Um, and I never thought I would see the lighthouse. And I just remember, like, you guys watching me, like, find that, like, downstairs area um, that was, like, hidden away. Uh, and, and just the amount of detail that was in that spot that almost no one would see was fucked up. <laughs> to be totally Yeah. Happy. Yeah. Uh, oh, so cool. So my, my least favorite part of Trials... My favorite part of Trials was winning. Uh, at least Obviously. My least favorite part was that, on average... Chris, you didn't remember to get your fucking like tokens. <laughs> we always had. That was the worst. To go back to the reef to get. Your That's the 
dumbest. We would like because we'd like start a ticket and you hadn't put the thing in, and part of that's my fault for not for like putting this in the match, but mostly it's your fault. For well, no, totally, and that's one of those things that like if I have yes, coins, totally. it should just do the no, thing, yeah. which is a quality of life thing. And like I said, um, man. Man, oh man, if you haven't like been on the Destiny subreddit, I'd say at least like 50% of the stuff is like rumor mill stuff, like different leaks, but the thing people are just jazzed totally. about is quality of life improvements. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, because Bungie's been so tight-lipped officially about any of the content, what they have been talking about is almost all quality of life stuff. They're like, mm-hmm. like you can go to a specific place on a specific planet by opening up a map. You don't have to go to orbit. I'm just like, well, then why the fuck is orbit still there? I'm like, because it's in the net code. I get, I, I honestly like, <laughs> as much as I'm excited about the idea of not having to go to orbit before going to another place, I do like the idea of going to orbit to like kind of sync up with everyone. It's like, okay, we're gonna do the raid. Let's all meet in orbit first, and then let's go to the raid. You know, and it still exists. Right. It's just not necessary. It will be mostly which is for, good. It will be. Mo- I, I think this is my prediction. Orbit will be mostly for waiting yeah. for raid people to come. Mm-hmm. And also still trying to hack custom. Oh, maybe uh, I was going to say mostly it'll be like, yep. I, this happens with you and me more frequently than other people in our group, Ian. But I think just like our PS4 is just idly on and we're just hanging out in orbit waiting to see if anyone else comes on in like the couple hours that we're hanging around. Yeah, I, I, I do most of my work from home. And if someone like gets on and invites me to a party, I guess I'm like, that's like, hey, now. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Now, you know, that's that's I I let you guys kind of pick my break times, which is kind of an interesting. So I I think to go back (laughs) to uh, favorite things in Destiny, I think my favorite thing by far, hands down, is probably Iron Banner, um, because I, I feel the same way about Iron Banner, the same way you guys do about trials, where it's like I worked really, really, really hard to get this gear that I have. And now it finally means something. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the place mm-hmm. where it is most terrifying for me to go, uh, like where trials was always like, I'm going to go in here <laughs> and I'm probably going to die a lot and I'm not going to be useful and I'm going to be the reason that other people on my team are frustrated. Iron Banner was like, I can go here and prove myself to people that I don't know, um, and come out on top. And and it yeah, was yeah. partially just because of the way matchmaking worked that like when I was solo queuing into Iron Banner, I tended to do pretty well because I wasn't matching up with the people that you you guys and Eli were matching up with. We didn't talk about I'm yeah. I am forever sorry. <laughs> I I, about I that, honestly Brenda. think that's like one yeah. of the main reasons that I think that I'm bad at Destiny is probably because I'm matching up with the guys that you guys are matching up against. So yeah, there were there were definitely times that some of the some of the other people we play with were like, yeah. "God, I'm normally not this bad," and they were like, ah, yeah. "Yeah, probably not." Sorry. The like Destiny Tracker or Guardian GG between me, Eli, and Chris, uh, we generally fall on all the like good stats somewhere between top yeah. ten and top one percent. Like that's that's not. I, I wish that was no, like no, it's overreacting, but that's not. No. Definitely in the in the top ten percent of was things. my jam. The three player stuff was more like Eli's jam, and Chris was just kind of like yeah. across. The Highest I ever got was top twenty five percent in Rift, like around that vicinity. Yeah. Say so, and, and so whenever you played with us, you were playing with the best yes. players it could match make us into, um, which I I think was 
frustrating for all of us, but also made us better player. I think it made you a better yeah, player. Yeah, what's weird is it made us better it quietly made me a better player without my knowledge of it happening until you guys would sign off and then I would match make by myself. And then and then match into my own hmm. like weight class and be like, oh shit, I am ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I would feel great. And then honestly, it's made me better at playing other games. I play personally a lot of Halo Five uh, when you guys aren't on playing Destiny or or Overwatch or other <laughs> things. And like I do pretty well at Halo Five uh, because it feels a lot like Destiny in a lot of ways. Um, but Iron Banner specifically mm-hmm. was the thing that I would load into. By myself, a lot of the time, it's like the only time I would play PvP without you guys, and I would feel like fucking good at this game that I had pumped hundreds of hours into, and I would get rewarded in a way that felt uh that that felt equal to the amount of um the amount of effort that I was putting into it. Like I felt like I was getting out what I was putting in. Uh if I played better, I would get better shit. Yeah. And it would make me better as a hunter going forward. Um, and that is why I wear that gear now, even though there is better gear that has been released in expansions after that, is because that gear means a mm-hmm. lot to me, uh, personally, uh, which is crazy. It's weird to think uh, that this game means as much to me as it does, I think. I, I'm trying not to think about Destiny 2 coming out later. Uh, <laughs> it comes out in about 27 hours. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, we have played a lot of Destiny. I'm actually going to go on Destiny Tracker after this and see if I can wipe <laughs> all of that from the face of the earth. Uh, I, for a second, I was like, I I did look it up, and I'm looking at it right now, and uh, I was like, oh, we're, de- we're like way under a thousand hours. Like, we're not nearly... <laughs> that's just in Crucible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Also, I don't. Does it count? Does it count my idle time in orbit? Because that could boost me a little bit. Because, like I said, I mean, it does say playtime. Your your playtime for your warlock is uh, yeah top three. It's a lot. It's a lot. Holy shit! Hey guys, I've played Destiny for a month. Wow. (laughs) On one character. Oh no no no! That's my. That's I think. Well, good. Destiny is a very good video game. Yeah, so looping it back people, around though, people, I mean, people play it for a month. When the life. game first came out, and people were thinking that it was going to be the World of Warcraft, like the new World of Warcraft for Activision Blizzard, like those are the kind of statistics that people used to talk about when they were talking about how much they had played WoW. Mm-hmm. And although a lot of the mm-hmm. internet seems to shit on Destiny, you know, and like Destiny Two is coming out, and everyone's like, "Well, Destiny One was bad, so why would I play the second one?" Which like seems to be the prevailing mentality, like. There are people like us who have played this game a fuck ton. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If, if you're worried, if you're one of those people who cares about like how much like bang for my buck, Destiny's the best game. <laughs> yeah, play. totally. Oh, unless yeah. you're like really into like old school PC Neopets. Yeah, shit. like the big RuneScape <laughs> fan. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I've never played a game as much as I've played Destiny. Not. By far, and Destiny's not. I wouldn't even claim it's my favorite game ever, yeah. but I've played. It I, and that. honestly, that's the same for me, which is saying a lot considering how much I've played other games, um, like Binding of Isaac specifically. Like Destiny and Binding of Isaac are much closer than every other game I've ever played. Binding of Isaac for the longest time was 
the most I'd ever played a video game, and I was like, I will never play another game as much as I played Finding of Isaac. I own it on every single platform that it exists on, um, and I have put over 100 hours into it uh, in almost every instance, and Destiny, I have yeah. played more than that, and that is saying a lot. <laughs> the only other games I've ever put over 100 hours into are uh, Pokemon Same. Diamond. Weird. <laughs> Believe it. I thought fourth gen was yes. very good. Um, and then mm. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I played that so many times when I that was like when I was little, so I bumbled around and didn't really know what yeah. I was doing. Hey, Destiny's a fun game, and I can't wait to I, play I, the second one. I, um, I think I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I will probably play one right actually. after this. I'll probably order Chinese food and then play one. Um, I I do think that we would be remiss to not talk about Destiny two, really, in this in this uh recording specifically talking about what we're excited about uh what we're most looking forward to mm-hmm. oh um, yeah because i mean we're so close to it we just this talked about how much we love the first one we should probably mention our inaugural this is our inaugural podcast of something that i think we could do least, yeah. monthly like like I, 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 we could definitely i mean we'll be playing it so much we'll, we'll, it's not like right. we'll have things to not talk about uh and yeah. uh yeah so i mean what do you want to say about destiny 2 so it comes out in 27 yeah. hours um uh <laughs> i'm i'm beyond okay so i'm beyond excited god this is gonna sound so bad because i just like destiny tracker and i have a month <laughs> on my fucking warlock like game time <laughs> and i'm excited to be a warlock i'm excited well no i'm, <laughs> I'm excited okay this is gonna sound bad i am excited to be that devourer class of the warlock that can just yeah. keep his health up and I, I've seen some spoilers of the exotics that just help that out and make it so it never stops uh, and so despite the fact that you don't have a like instant revive warlock coming back I'm excited to be able to go into the raid mm-hmm. and not be the person that gets blamed <laughs> for a while because that's the kind of asshole I am <laughs> I'm excited to not be the one who the blame falls on into instant- yep. but that, you know that's my drug right that's my drug yeah. But that's one of the reasons why I play so much is to, like, I was like, I gotta get really strong, because not everyone has as flexible of a schedule as I do. And so, like, if I'm level 29, right. I we can have a couple level 26s or whatever in the group. And because mm-hmm. what's the main point of Destiny is to play with right. you guys. Yeah, totally. It's to play with people, right? right? So, um, gameplay, power fantasy-wise, that Void Walker, it, I'm so psyched for that. Um, and then also what it can do in in-game activities where survivability is honestly yeah. more important than damage up. Right. Um, yeah, man, I'm fucking excited. I-, I can't wait to go, like, explore fucking worlds with you guys. Fine. <laughs> what an amazing thing to say out loud. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I can delete this podcast, so I say it out loud. That's the magic of audio, is you can just delete it. Uh, what about you guys? What are you most excited about? Chris, do you have anything? Where do you want me to go? Oh, also, um, uh, yeah, lore tabs on guns now. I'm very... Uh, okay, so, like, on a huge digression, I've read, I think, everything. I think everything in Destiny 1 there is to read, I've read it. Uh, it all started because I thought I was going to do a lot more, like, voice acting, audio recording stuff uh, about yeah, there was Destiny, a, there was a brief moment where Chris and a couple I things. had a side project called Grimward. You can find it on SoundCloud, I believe, where we recorded... We we recorded yep. some of the Grimoire cards. Like three. Um, they're really fucking cool. I went back and listened to them again recently. They're fucking they're cool. Uh, you're tolling the shadow. Yeah, amazing. I loved it. So good. 
Ah, oh, it's such a good. It's so good. Um, yeah, there's so much in there, and I'm so excited to not be like the sole arbiter of like all of that wonderful information and background yeah. that they have made for us. <laughs> like, yeah, when we had questions, like Chris would tell us about like the raids and the lore that he picked up from it, and I'm over here like I can tell you what my guardian did this week. And I was like, I was so far Lord. removed from it, literally, until like two days ago. <laughs> like Chris, you would. Yeah. I remember we would it's like be sitting in the raid, like shooting things, and you would be like, "Oh, let me tell you about this really cool grimoire card." And you would just kind of almost say the whole thing from memory, and I would be like, "That sounds fucking cool as a hell." I wish it was in the video game, and then I would keep shooting things. Um, only until recently mm -hmm. that I decided to dive right. in on my own because I'm just waiting for D two to come out. Yeah. Oh, on that on that front, um, the actual de uh, Bungie made grimoire is a nightmare to use. Yeah, uh, buggy. Uh, somebody made a website called Ishtar Collective. That's the best. Has all of the lore cards on it, and in a like easy text format that you can just read. As someone who's been there recently, be, like, highly recommended. Uh, even if you did not play Destiny 1, and you're somehow listening to yeah. this, even though you didn't play Destiny 1, and you're at this point in the show, and you didn't play Destiny 1, um, yeah, go check out Ishtar Collective. It's very cool. And then the, the use the even if Yeah. Okay, but even if you did play Destiny yeah. 1... <laughs> look at some of these things because they're really interesting yep. and they're like about the game that you and then like. my wife the the youtuber has the really great destiny one primer in addition to three parts of the book of sorrows book of sorrows is essentially the backstory like prologue lore of oryx which is like kind of a, a, like a mm -hmm. pretty it's much amazing. a god it's in really universe. really spectacular mm -hmm. yeah the whole idea of that yeah. like i mean any any time you like fucking name a planet <laughs> fundament just like, oh, yep. this is going to yeah. be some good sci-fi fantasy. Uh, and, like, one of the first big plot things is a syzygy, which, if you don't know, is when all of the planets in a solar system align, causing Let me tell you something weird. Um, uh, about a week ago, um, so I, I ride the Hoboken Path to New York City to work every day, and there are TVs on the path that show a word of the day every morning. And the other day... On Friday, before I left work uh, for a week, the word of the day was Zizigy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Great. my the thing that I'm most looking forward to in Destiny 2, I think specifically, I mean, besides the fact that we just get to like play and explore and, and see new things uh, and feel vulnerable for the first time in a really long time, um, I think for me is not Destiny 2 specifically, but what is going to happen after Destiny 2. Um, and I kind of touched on it before, but just like knowing that they have created some an engine for themselves on the developer end that will allow them to be more creative, um, I think is more exciting than knowing that Destiny 2 is coming out. Like knowing that they're going to release Destiny 2, we're going to play it, we're going to have a really fucking good time probably, and then we're going to have a lot of feedback and like the community is going to have a lot of feedback and they're going to take that and they're going to turn that into something new because like thinking about what destiny one is given their limited resources um, over time from D one releasing to the end of all the DLC and, and what an evolution that has been 
considering how hard it was for them to evolve mm-hmm. anything, knowing that that's going to be an easier time for them will probably make that evolution fucking bonkers by the time it's over. Um, and I'm excited to do this episode of this show for the end of D2 because it's going to be fun. If you ask a lot of the hardcore yeah. people, and uh, they may not say it immediately, but a lot of people would say that the Black Spindle quest is the pinnacle of everything good about yeah, Destiny. Yeah, I get that. Um, I, mm-hmm. I want to see, I want to see those developer tools go into something like, no, like, like, hey, we have this new weapon that we want to release for the DLC, and they're like, well, the DLC is like still a month away, and they're like, can we introduce it this way? Like, yes, we have the tools to actually develop a thing that allows us to totally. say, hey, we were going to introduce this content. Mm-hmm. Here's a really cool way to give the players that content. And I, I want them to be able to yeah. do those things at least pseudo-spontaneously. I want that to be something on their uh, their toolkit that they can put 100%. into the game. And that, yeah, same on Brendan. That's the kind of stuff I'm excited about. I, um, yeah. yeah. New, exotics. <laughs> New exotics are also... Just, like, all the crazy ways that I'm sure they'll invent to for, like... And I think specifically for, like, different interactions between classes and armor and weapons and, like, such interesting things came of those, of those synergies that I... I I'm really excited to see what yeah. what ends up and, and, and being my get, like go to, and, and not to get in, with too into the weeds about like how the sausage is made in terms of like how they make destiny. Um, but it seems like they've given themselves a tool set that will allow them to make exotics fucking exotic. Like they'll live up to that name as like you see that mm-hmm. thing in the wild and it's gonna be fucking crazy compared to the normal ass blue and purple shit that you're holding. You know, like purple is just a more powerful version of blue and blue right. is just a more powerful version of green. But yellow is out of this world. Things that you can't even imagine until you're holding them. Brendan's seen it, but yeah. Brendan, you've, yeah, you've seen the exotic pulse absurd. rifle, right? Chris, there's an exotic pulse. So spoilers uh, for people who listen to this in the next <laughs> like 27 hours. Um, Chris, there's an exotic pulse mm-hmm. rifle that um, if you kill an enemy with the final burst shot with precision damage, it creates a black hole that like sucks in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my god. And it has like a fucking and one of its regular perks is like extra yeah. stability. And, and that honestly paves the way for something that I think yeah. like yeah. if we're to be speculative in this, I, I think it paves the way for something oh, that will probably happen and and be welcome even though people will probably be upset about it initially, which is like there will probably be a PVP mode in which you can't bring certain exotics in. Like there are going to be some exotics almost like Hearthstone with legendaries where like you can't bring these in or like uh Pokemon battle in, in yeah, risk fucking battle. Like there are going to be certain things that you can't bring mm-hmm. in because they're going to be overpowered and because each weapon is tuned specifically where they don't have to nerf pulse rifles but they can nerf this pulse rifle um i think that's going to make things mm-hmm. more interesting going forward where there's going to be weapons that you can and can't bring in and you're just going to know that inherently yeah. like hey you can't use this fucking thing that creates black holes in the middle of this pvp map so i i think the way i want to to end this is to take take all this power fantasy take the skills that our different character classes have and i'll, I'll say it like this um I'm going to introduce my name and say the thing that I'm excited about, mostly about playing with you guys in your kind of particular subclasses. So I'm Ian Shapiro. 
I am a warlock main, and I am excited to be saved at the last second by Chris's Titan Shield. <laughs> and I am excited for Brendan to jump in front of rockets. Because you were invisible. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the rocket hit you. <laughs> I'm Chris Morris. I'm a Titan main. I'm excited for Brendan to find an ability that is default to one subclass and find the most difficult way to use it on a different subclass. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and and I'm excited for I'm excited for a whole a whole wave of enemies to show up and for Ian to just without saying a word just like wipe them all off the map. Yeah. And just like yeah. keep going. <laughs> About it. Take those orbs. I'll, no, I'll tell you to remember to pick up my orbs. That's what, like, Chris, you're not playing efficiently enough. Don't forget to pick up my orbs. Uh, <laughs> hi, my name is Brendan Bigley. Brendan? You can find me on the internet at Brendan Bigley. And uh, I am a hunter. I am excited to make a fuck ton of orbs for my friends because it's the only way I feel useful. I'm excited for Ian to tell me what sniper rifle I'm supposed to be using at a specific time. Uh, and I'm excited to just watch Chris in general. <laughs> <laughs> because it's always incredible if he's on my screen if he's in my pov at any specific point he's going to be doing something that i could never do and that's spectacular same goes <laughs> for eli great. by the way uh so who's not here rest in peace uh so i i may I, I may like uh confer with you guys and come up with a title and then i'll append that uh kind of to the end but until then uh Thanks for listening to our uh, Destiny 1 retrospective podcast, which will kind of turn into a Destiny 2 uh, podcast. And there's a lot more that I could say, but we'll save that for next time, because right now, we don't have time oh, to explain. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and I think that's good. <laughs>